Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is he getting better, remaining the same? Uh, how else he doing? I would say he's, he, he hasn't regressed, um, which, is a, which is a good thing, but it also hasn't resolved to the point that uh, the soreness has not resolved to the point that under our situation with three goaltenders and Comrie and Upi playing well in their last two games, we're not pushing it uh, based on all of that. There's no need to push it. We have three goalies, and that's the luxury when it comes to this. Um, but we're waiting for some more soreness to resolve for him. Just, uh, he puts a lot of pressure on himself. I guess how do you help him deal with that pressure he puts on himself? Because well, you get it. Yeah, you. I mean, you 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 see it back behind the scenes how much pressure he puts on himself, uh, and a lot of it, you know, after a certain amount is is negative. It's very negative. Uh, he can get down on himself. He can pull himself out of things because he's so hard on himself. Um, and and you see that we see that you know behind the scenes and try to communicate the best we can with him. Um, you know, that's a nice part of having Kevin so close with us uh, as a general manager. He he can speak to, to the guys about his experiences of ups and downs in his career um, as, do, as do the rest of the guys, Danny Girardi and, and on and on. Um, so I think everybody pitches in when we see uh, and, and Alex is not unique in that. Uh, lots of guys are very hard. Usually the most competitive guys are, are kind of the hardest guys in themselves and sometimes they hide it. Um, but in this case with, uh, with Alex um, you try to communicate with them as much as you can, and, and not just me as, as one person, but uh, you know our entire staff. And we, uh, even when we w- were building our staff, we thought of that. Um, you know, how ca- how are we? Do we have the right personalities, experience to provide for the players' needs um, in situations where where they are um, challenging themselves uh, t- to really um, disrupt the functional way of, of what they need to do. Alex and Jeff were such a successful line last season, but the changes that you've made, you know, you've been able to have four lines rolling a few games. So what do you like about the way that that top group with Greenway, Tage, and Dylan have really maybe set the tone that the way that they played sort of a hard and direct way so far? Yeah, they, that line has played hard and direct because he is a very straight line player, um, which drives defensemen back. Uh, there's not, you know, he's not going around on the perimeter to look for a play he's driving defensemen back and Greenway is the same and I just felt or we felt I should say that uh, you know um, 
through watching it last season, uh, that was a that was a real benefit to Tage to have that straight line guys driving defensemen back, keeping pucks low, uh, extending possession with physicality, puck protection, um, which provides a little wear and tear. And you mentioned top line, and the and the key is to not have a top line. The key is to have top lines. And uh, with Middlestead, Tuck, and Skinner, you have that. Uh, you and I say that because. We aren't the ones to decide who our top line is. It's the other team. And who who are they matching against? Are they matching against the Thompson line or are they matching against the Middlestead line, their top defenseman, their top checking line? Uh, and we've seen that alter a bit, uh, which means that you've got two top lines and two, two lines that preoccupy the, the opponent. And I've talked about the importance of that and the importance of offensive depth uh, for that reason. And, you know, if we can get that going better, uh, that's a very, very powerful thing that we have not yet uh, gotten to the point where I think we, we can. And uh, that's that's a bit of an initiative for us to, to get that, uh, to move in that direction. How much does the steps that Casey continues to take, how much does that help you with that to kind of balance things out up top? Middlestead's progress is, is a significant help in adding depth, which really challenges the opposition. And that's why you guys know I've uh, I've stood stood pretty tall with Casey for the last couple of years. Um, you know when when things weren't looking so good for him or, or people were on him. Um, you know my my stance was he's going to do it and we need him to do it and we're starting to see why um, that we felt that strongly about him and about the need to get him. Uh, to move him along, he's he's always shown talent behind the scenes. You see, you see what these guys are capable often uh, in practice. You know, even weeks or months before that translates into a game. So, you know, we have a little bit more hindsight, a little bit more scope into the potential of each of these guys. And um, you know, as he is, we're seeing that come to actuality. It's pretty impressive with Casey. What is it with his? Is there something about his defensive side that, that's kind of grown? Just maturity. He he is um, recognizing uh, the impact of getting pucks back faster, of getting off of defense faster, or spending less time on defense. I mean, obviously, uh, it's simple simple math. You, you spend you kill a play sooner, you get to offense more often, and uh, and he's. Um, you know he's he's looking and studying the game more in that way than than he had in the past, uh, which will benefit him and his line mates even more. And the penalty kill, he's been much more in tune with that position and positional responsibilities, which will also bleed into his five on five game. Um, he's been much more uh, focused on that and developing those aspects this year, which has helped. Your first goal where Casey did quickly turn that puck into offense, getting up to Alex Tuck, and then Alex executes the two-on-one perfectly. Did you think to yourself, he'll be fine? Once you saw Alex do that play, that now he's going to have confidence through the rest of the game, but being able to execute the way he did on that play? Yeah, I, I, first on that play, it's just what Joe was talking about uh, with Tage and defense. That play came because Casey Middlestead recognized there was a kill opportunity in the defensive zone, and he jumped a guy that was isolated broke the play up they thought they were on offense and we go down on a two-on-one uh so so really nice play by casey there uh as far as your question on tuck um you knew before the game 
that he was in the right place. We had some meetings and, and did a little video with him to kind of get, help him um, um, and communicate back and forth with him. What are you seeing on this play? Here's what we're seeing uh, to, to hopefully give him a better focus. So we knew he went into the game with a better focus. I think he felt better after meetings. Um, and so when you see him score, you, the first thing he goes, this is great. He got rewarded for it. He got rewarded for his, his work, his focus. Um, you know, the, the hope, obviously, would he be getting more on track and more like himself, and he looked that way through the rest of the game. Fighting. I mean, it's, he had one fight in his career before Saturday. Now he's whatever, two and three games. I mean, He's probably leading the league in fighting right now. Yeah. You, you know he's not going to back down, but, I mean, yeah. are you okay with him dropping the gloves once in a while? I mean, I don't. I love the energy. I love the emotion. There's lots of parts to love about it, uh, specifically sticking up for teammates, um, you know, sending a message you're not going to be pushed around. Uh, so there's so many good things. And, but at the end of it, he's a, he's a goal scorer. And, and, and quite frankly, you know, he, you know, if that helps him energize right now and get, get back to his game, I absolutely love it. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you also think about risks of when you have a very talented player dropping the gloves and those are not fun to think about so uh you know would i do i want him doing that no certainly not on a regular basis um you know there are exceptions and i'm okay with that just uh let's not make a habit of it would probably be uh, my take on it were you surprised that brady kachuk didn't get suspended or did you get any communication from the league on that i love your question <laughs> Rasmus. how do you say you plead the fifth or yeah 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 Rasmus has been very involved offensively. What have you liked from him early on? Well, I'm happy the contract's done. I think that was a, a lot for him and for um, you know Owen Power to, to go in. It's you can say what you want. It's a lot to think about. You're, he wanted to have his future here. So when that contract done, we got done right at the start of the season. We saw a different guy than we saw in training camp, and and a more free. And and when he's free, his hockey sense uh, combined with his compete. Um, are, the, are the two striking attributes that factor into his good start. He's got incredible hockey sense. He, the other night he picked off a play uh, in the neutral zone, went in, set up the play, I think, on Cousins' goal. Um, so you see both hockey sense and compete, and he's, he's in the flow now. He's in a groove now, and I don't think he, he was in that through training camp. Uko, obviously he's had to get used to a new type of cycle of rotation in order to stay here and prove his spot in the room. Um, how do you think that could work for his compete level at his age? And maybe how do you think the other night's performance kind of puts a stamp on what he's been working for? Yeah, for, first of all, on Upi, his performance the other night was great. Um, secondly, this is not new for Upi. Um, the three goalie thing in, is about, it's what he had to do. It's what every player has to do before they get to the NHL. And he's never been an established NHL goalie. So until you're an established NHL goalie, you're on, you're on call. And that's all these three guys are. They're on call. And, you know, none of them were established NHL goalies and starters. So they, this is very natural for them to be in these situations and have to stay ready. And um, we saw Comrie do a really nice job with that. And I think, um, you know, we knew he's been through that a little bit more. He's had a lot more, I should say, a lot more. He's had a lot more experience. And I think that helps Upi. Um, again, having Comrie around and, and um, being as professional as he is and dialed in, you've got to wait for your opportunity. And um, in the process, you always look at the process, and he kept himself very prepared. We could tell that. So we, 
we went into the games with confidence that the process for Upi uh, was was right on target. He he never lost focus. He never hung his head. Um, and uh, again, very very good and very nice to see him then perform very well. Depending on how long it takes for Devin to heal up, and with the other two goalies playing well, do you foresee a possibility of Devin going down to Rochester for a game or two for a conditioning stint? Hasn't even entered our, my mind at all. Um, just hasn't. I don't think he's been out that long, and, it, and I think he fits the same thing I just said. I don't. I don't think he needs would need games to get ready for a game here. Um, just just knowing him and the way he prepares. So um, haven't really given a thought. Just that's something that comes to mind as you as you mention it. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 